Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Folks, as you know, the pro wrestling fan base, right? All of us out there, we all come in different shapes and sizes and and religions and sexualities and, and what have you. I mean, it's just, we're diverse. You know, you go to any wrestling show, and especially if it's a bigger wrestling show, you're not just going to get one thing. It's like a a bag of Skittles. You're going to get all the fruit flavors, right? Which is great. I love to see children and and elderly and in between. I love to see people from all different backgrounds come together around a common cause, and especially in, in forms of entertainment like pro wrestling. It's just great to see. It's especially great to see when you have somebody who can motivate you to to cheer them on and they represent more than, say, the average person, right? They represent something that you believe in, your ideals, uh, something that, that makes you tick personally. When Nyla Rose became the AEW Women's Champion, let me tell you something. As a person who has spent a number of years fighting side-by-side with people from the LGBTQ community, being an ally, being somebody who will stand up and say, no, that's not right, we all should be treated equally, and anyone who has a problem with that has a problem with me. I'm a black man. I know what it feels like to be oppressed and, and treated differently, especially over something that you have no control over. I was born this way, and our gay and lesbian and trans folks, they were born that way. I don't care what anybody else says. That's just a fact of life. So to see somebody who represents so much and means so much, like Nyla Rose, finally ascend to the top of the mountain, literally a historic moment. It's just it's unbelievable. You know, it's something for the history books. You can hear a lot from me and my perspective, and that's all well and good. But you know something? Like I said, there's a whole skills bag out there. There's so many other people with, with perspectives and, and some with perspectives that I just personally can't share because their walk in life is different. So this week, I've reached out to a, a very great group of folks who can share even more perspective on what this means to them, this whole thing of Nyla Rose becoming the AEW Women's Champion. So without further ado, we're going to start this, this conversation off with my man, okay, indie pro wrestler, he's been setting the world on fire on the West Coast, great guy, but he, even more importantly, somebody who, again, advocates for his community and other communities against oppression of all forms. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, marvelous Marco Mania. How are you, Marco? Oh, yeah, brother. No, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and listen, I really appreciate you taking time out of your, your crazy schedule to um, share some thoughts on such an important topic here. I mean, let's just dig right into it. Marco, tell me your initial thoughts when, on Wednesday, last Wednesday night, you saw Nyla Rose get her, her hand raised, and she was able to hold that AEW Women's Championship. I loved it. My initial thought was they need to get a bigger belt for her because it looked like a little trinket. And all my other friends and I, we were just so elated because it was just a long time coming. And the thing that I realized was the good, the bad, Nyla is going to handle it like a true, like a true champion that she is. So to see her win and to hold up that belt, it was just like this, our our Facebook group, we were just, like, so proud of her and so happy, and we were just, you know, it was just this moment for our com- our pro wrestling community where we were just like, wow, we we won. We, we're on national TV right now. 
winning and, and, and on, you know, the top rated AEW, it was just a phenomenal moment for us. It was right up there with, you know, when Finn Balor came out with the rainbow, uh, with the rainbow shirts and the, the gear at WrestleMania 34. This, but this is just like she against all odds because there were so many people who, who, who are haters, right? But then, you know, I'd like to think that our community counteracts that and to see her holding that belt and just that smile she had, it was such a, a moment of perseverance for us. You mentioned the, the Facebook group. Tell everybody about this group, uh, please, because it's really cool. And you guys have recently actually gone viral over some uh, comments <laughs> and, and support for Nyla that you've put out there. Tell us about the group and also about going viral. The group was started a few months back out of our love of professional wrestling. And, you know, every WrestleMania, every Royal Rumble, every WrestleMania, a group of us, we all get together, we plan it, and we go and have the time of our life. LGBTQ plus pro wrestling community, uh, shout out to Brian Pacheco. He, Thursday morning, sent out a tweet just basically defending her and just that he found finds it, the tweet was, uh, something along the lines of we find it disgusting all the hate that Nyla Rose is receiving and just from there it's just the the retweets and the comments and then to have Ringside News write an article on it it was just like wow people are actually have their eyes on what we have to say and it was just again to go to bring it back to Nyla it was just like you know eyes are on us now and like what we're here and we matter. And that was just a moment for us where it was just like, okay, people are paying attention. First of all, you're you're a wrestling fan, which is what got you into pro wrestling in the first place. But now you're a pro yeah. wrestler yourself. How important yeah. is it for the fan base to speak up and support the wrestlers, especially LGBTQ plus fans speaking up and supporting LGBT wrestlers. I mean, how, how does that make you feel? Then, for me, I know the people that I know in my community who are pro wrestling fans. For us, it's very important. I mean, you know, I could post a picture. Hey, I'm having a wrestling match. Wish me luck, and then I'll have a bunch of people comment like, "Oh my gosh, hope you do well." And that's on a small scale, right? So I can only imagine, you know, Nyla Rose's, Sunny Kiss, the Effies, the Mike Peros. To have the kind of support, uh, I hope that they, they know, like, what they're doing means so much, right, on, on the grand scale of things. Like, those are the people that I look up to, so I hope that they feel the support from us because, you know, like, all we're going to do is we're, we're going to keep supporting them and we're going to keep showering them with love as best as we can. Has seeing what Nile has been able to accomplish how has that motivated you in your own personal career here, especially, you know, everybody knows pro wrestling traditionally is a, a white, straight male-dominated industry, and it's been like that since the beginning of time. And yeah. anyone who doesn't fit into that category, whether you're a woman, whether you're a person of color, whether you're, you are part of the LGBTQ uh, community, whatever, uh, if you don't fit into those categories, then automatically you're you're fighting an uphill battle. How does this accomplishment for Nyla reflect on you and your career and your aspirations now? Speaking from uh, a Latino, openly gay, I consider that two strikes against me, right? So for me, when I see somebody like Sunny Kiss, when I see Nyla on national TV winning the women's championship belt, it's just, it's so inspiring. And it's just, it's, it, it makes me want to try even harder to get out there and be like, I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm here to, to fight the good fight with you. You know, uh, there's a, there's a t-shirt out I, from Effie where the t-shirt says smash the patriarchy. And that, I take that with me and I think like every time I'm in practice, every time I'm, you know, uh, book to, to work a match. In, in my head, I'm thinking like, smash the patriarchy, let people know that this is not just a cookie cutter industry anymore. There's such a variety, like you were saying, 
there's a whole bag of Skittles out there. There's not just one color where you go, okay, this is just what I'm accustomed to, so this is all I'm going to intake. And for Nyla Rose, winning is just like anything's possible now, right? Because six months ago, did you ever think that Nyla Rose would be on national TV, or, or last year, right, that Nyla Rose would be on national TV with that huge spotlight winning the belt. I would have never thought because, you know, that's what I'm accustomed to, even though I'm from the Bay Area and, you know, we live in this really progressive bubble for professional wrestling. I mean, it's old school. You have those old school promoters where they go, this is the look that I want on TV. This is the look of all my champions that I want. And if you don't fit into this box, then, you know, you could just, We'll still have you on TV, maybe, but you're not going to be winning any titles. Well said. Listen, let everybody know, if if they want to reach out to you and follow your career, because you definitely have a tremendous upside. I know you're, you're pretty fresh in the business, but you've already made your mark pretty well, and, and you're just getting started, which is so awesome to see. It'd be interesting yeah. to see where you're at in a year, two years, five years from now. Let everybody know how yeah. they can reach out. All one word, and it's lowercase. Marco Mania 5-1. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just real quick, too. So, you know, uh, I recently had an article in the SF Area Times talking about me training to be a professional wrestler. And the owner where I train and I, and I wrestle talked to, you know, one of the trainers and the booker. And we are having our first Pride show June 7th at, uh, at where we train at Pacheco Square Garden in Pacheco, California. So to me, that wouldn't have happened had it not been for people like Nyla Rose, for Sunny Kiss, Mike Perro, Effie, to inspire me to be like, I, I I have to do this. It wasn't even like, oh, I want to. It's like, I have to get out there and tell stories in the ring with my community. We talked about Nyla Rose. We talked about Sunny Kiss and Effie. I mean, these are just definitely major icons in wrestling who are doing so much to, to push the needle forward uh, for everyone, especially uh, those in the, in the LGBTQ plus community. Let me throw a name at you. Darren Young. A lot yeah. of folks I've heard have been inspired by him and his story and the fact that, you know, he was on the main stage in WWE and what have you. When I say Darren Young to you, just just let me know. What, is, what comes to mind and what do you think about him? I would consider him one of the pioneers, because back in 2013, TMZ asked him off, off the cuff, what do you think about openly gay wrestlers and professional wrestling? And he said, I don't have a problem with it because I am gay. When that became a non-issue through the WWE, through professional wrestling, that was kind of like the initial spark, like, hmm, maybe one day I could, you know, train to be a professional wrestler. And then... You know, when you see Sony DeVille at WrestleMania in rainbow gear, when you see Jake Atlas signed to NXT, it's just, it's a new, it's a new day where you're just like, wow, the time is right. So those, those people, those are some of the people that inspire me to really keep going. Even those days when I get, I'm done with work and I'm like, damn, should I just skip practice? Should I, you know, just, uh, call it in and, you know, those are the people that motivate me to keep going and to keep, you know, pushing forward. Welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. And as you just heard, this is a special edition of the show. You know, we are talking about Nyla Rose and her historic AEW World Women's Championship victory. I mean, just tremendous stuff here. And as I said, folks, you know, I'm going to reach out to folks from within the LGBTQ plus pro wrestling fan community and let them tell you in their words what this means to them, right? So we're going to keep this this train going here. I have a few more folks uh, that we have lined up. They're going to share their thoughts. Keep listening. And then at the end, I'm just going to give a little recap. Enjoy. What a great conversation that uh, we had there with with Marco, just really thoughtful and cool guy. And like I said, you definitely keep an eye out for him. I mean, Marco Mayer is running wild all over the West Coast. Definitely hardworking indie wrestler. In fact, 
as he was speaking to me, he was on his way to a show. So that just lets you know the dedication that he has there. But I want to keep this conversation going because, again, this is just so cool, this historic moment in wrestling that's going to live on forever. And we alluded to it earlier, but there is a, a group uh, there's a group that's on Facebook and Twitter all over the place. I know that the, the main congregation point is, is Facebook there. And the name of the group is the LGBTQ plus pro wrestling community. So I figured, you know something, let me grab uh, one of the founding members and let's continue this discussion here. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Brian, Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm really jazzed to speak with you, so thanks for having me. Oh, hey, listen, thanks for taking the time out to talk about this great thing here. And, you know, I'll just jump right into it. What were your initial thoughts when you saw that Nyla Rose was able to get that one, two, three? She was able to become the AEW Women's World Champion. Oh, man. You know what's funny is I was actually watching NXT, which I'm a huge fan of, and my friends who are part of the group are like, oh, Nia's wrestling right now for the championship. And I immediately turned the channel just because I'm a huge fan of her. Um, and I was hoping that she would win. And when she won, I mean, I cannot tell you if, like, all the, the, the gay people in the world were screaming, you probably heard us. We were texting each other. We were on the our Facebook group and all our different social media channels just engaging. Like, it was crazy. I don't think any, you know, any of us in a million years would have thought that a an openly trans wrestler would win the women's championship. Um, it just shows the progress that is happening. Um, and it's just, it's really meaningful to all of us and to all of our members, but it's just something that when we were growing up, a lot of us grew up in like the attitude era and all of that. It just didn't seem feasible. And so it's a huge, huge milestone. And, and, you know, I think even some members were saying that they were crying and it was a lot, but it was, it was amazing. When I think back to pro wrestling in general, and sure. we can go all the way back to the early days of, of television where, mm-hmm. you know, you had news, you had soap operas, and you had pro wrestling. Pro wrestling was one of the first television programs. When we think back to some of the characters who were very flamboyant, others who the commentators would allude to the fact that they could be gay or what have you, mm-hmm. it was always done in a, in a, a joking manner and, a, and a, yep. you know, poke fun at something. And that, that practice has continued through the years, including through mm-hmm. our lifetimes here. Yep. Are we starting to get to a point where you're seeing less of that, or do you feel that this is still a, a, a steep mountain that we're climbing here where we can get to the point where gay wrestlers are presented as something serious and not just the butt of a joke all the time? Yeah. I mean, it's funny you mention that because I actually wrote a huge thesis about this very topic when I was, like probably like 10 years ago, I was young, I was 20. Um, you know, you have people like Goldust, who was like this villainous gay guy who would literally prey on the, the stereotypes of, of gay men being like sexual predators in the crowd. You can just see the homophobia in them. Like they would boo him and throw things at him. Even China, who wasn't meant to be a lesbian, you know, people would use LGBT words like dyke or lesbian to frame her in a negative light, you know, and, and she had talked about experiencing that. Um, the list goes on and on, right? Like there's, um, what was that old character's name? I forget his name, but he used to wear the robes and he had the hairstylist before my time. Gorgeous um, George. Yes, Gorgeous George, who wasn't gay, but, you know, so it, it was always used, as you said, as the butt of the joke. And honestly, as a, as a gay man or as a, when I was coming to my sexual, coming to terms with my sexuality, I would watch that and just get so upset because I just felt like I loved, loved wrestling. I'm a huge fan. And yet, this identity that I have is never honored, always made fun of. And it always, you know, made me feel at times like, should I really be a wrestling fan? They clearly don't care for my community. So why should, you know, why should I continue to be a fan? And so you fast forward to now where I really do think, you know, to steal your word, we are in a different frontier. Um, things are not perfect by any means and there's always progress to be made. But to have, you know, women, openly trans women like Nyla wrestling, there's other openly trans wrestlers now who are being a lot more visible in the indie scene. You have the recent signing to NXT of, um, uh, what's his name, Jake, Jake Atlas, I think, um, openly gay guy. Um, Sonya Deville, who has a, you know, lesbian storyline on Total Divas and wears the flag proudly on WWE TV. You know, it's a huge, huge, 
different to have these characters who, you know, being LGBTQ is not the character. It's just a small part. It's an important part, but a small part. And that's really who we are as people, right? Like, we, we are, we're fathers, we're uncles, we're wrestling fans, we're executives, we're students. And we also happen to be LGBTQ and be proud of it. And so I, I feel like we're seeing more of that in wrestling. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, new kinds of leadership. Like, you know, I think the great thing about Cody Rhodes and AEW is that they've been very, very openly LGBTQ inclusive from the start. Um, and so to have that is, is when you have people who are making decisions who care, it really changes the game. And I think you see other LGBTQ people um, in management roles who are who are helping to change the game from the inside out. And so I don't think we're where we want to be. I mean, just look at the reactions that Nyla got, all the transphobic and nasty and hateful reactions she's gotten from her win. I, you know, I don't think we're anywhere where we need to be. Um, and Valvinas can go choke for all I care. Um you know, but I think we're in a much better place. And, and I also think a lot of LGBTQ people who are wrestling fans are coming to the show. They're visible. We, all, we almost create, like, a little safety net around each other, right? Like, we're here. We're, we're queer, not to, to take that old phrase. And, and you're just not going to mess with us. We're going to enjoy it as much as you are because you're no more of a fan than, than we are and vice versa. Barack Obama became the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. You had an interesting reaction from folks who may not have necessarily um, been supportive of that idea, you know, having somebody, a, a non-white person, be president. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reaction was afterwards, well, you, we couldn't be a racist society because, you know, we had a black president. So we, we <laughs> gave you that. So that should be enough. Yeah. What do, you, what do you say to people who may try to take this Nyla Rose victory and say, see that? Wrestling couldn't possibly be you know, homophobic or what have you, or transphobic. Yeah. I mean, we we just gave you a trans champion. That, that should yeah. be enough. Is that enough, Brian? Um, is it enough? No, it's never enough. Um, you know, I think until we see a different reaction to to a win of like someone like Nyla to an openly trans person, openly gay person, until you know a trans person is is, is world champion and the reaction is not what Nyla got. I don't think it's enough, and I don't think we're nearly anywhere there. You know, I think, you know, Barack Obama is an interesting case study because, if anything, I think it, it emboldened people's, people who have homophobic or racist or sexist ideologies to come forward because it starts to feel like, oh, wait, these other people are getting their shine or getting some play, um, but what about me? What about, you know, my community? And then you start to see the transphobic comments, comments whether in the case of Nyla Rose or the racist comments, in the case of, of Barack Obama. I don't want to get too much into politics, but I think, you know, having Barack as president is part of the reason that we have our current president, right? A lot of people felt like, well, we we have to take back what's ours. Um, and until that's not the reaction, right? Like a trans person winning the championship is not a devalue of other communities, is not pro-wrestling um, becoming less than it was before. Is it changing? Of course. Should it change? Of course. Um but there should be room for all types of characters. And I think, you know, unfortunately, when you see women like Naomi come out with the beautiful afro at the Royal Rumble, you saw all the racist comments she got. Or if you see Nyla Rose winning the championship, you see all the transphobic comments she got. Until that's not the case, then I think it shows, you know, where a lot, a lot of wrestling fans really are in their thought process. And it's unfortunate. If you could speak to Nyla Rose right now, what are some some thoughts that you would share with her, especially surrounding this milestone here. What would you want her to know from the perspective of a pro wrestling fan who is also part of the LGBTQ plus community? Yeah. That's a hard one. Um, Well, one, I think it's awesome, you know, that, uh, that she won. And I think whether, you know, I think we were talking about this before, but whether she, she realizes it or not, you know, she's really, become an icon and an idol for so many people in the LGBT community who have pinned their own hopes and their own aspirations onto her, right? You know, I've heard a lot of trans wrestlers that I'm friends with say, you know, I don't, I didn't think that could ever happen. And to see that happen with her, to see her achieve that, and to see AEW give her that opportunity, it gives me more hope that I can have a career, right? That I can do, that I can do something. And I think that's great. I think also, and this may be a little controversial, 
I think it, you know, also with it, also with this win comes a lot of responsibility, right? I think the whole JR thing with the whole king of the mountain, um, comment, a lot of people didn't know how to take that. I think a lot of, I know I felt this way, and I think a lot of other LGBTQ folks have felt this way, that anytime Nyla Rose is wrestling, JR seems to make a lot of male-toned comments towards her. And so, even the king of the of the mountain comment, which I don't think he, he meant in that way, and I think he was just trying to use it sort of how, like, Becky Lynch uses the man. But when he has this history of making these comments, it's, um, you know, you don't know how else to take it. You sort of rub your way like, huh, was that was that one of those comments? And then I saw that Nyla went on Twitter and sort of defended him, which is which is to her prerogative, and she should always live her truth. But I think sometimes when you, you get into the spotlight, there's um, a responsibility you didn't ask for. You know, you're almost, I mean, she's always speaking on behalf of herself, and she always should. But I think comes this new responsibility where you're also filtering your thoughts and processes and, like, you know, well, how does the rest of the community feel about this? You know, how how may this impact other trans people, other LGBTQ people? And it's a really hard responsibility to have, and I don't envy her for that. But I think with this new heightened success and awareness of who she is and, and what this moment means, I think some of that is placed on her in a way that that um, that anyone in that position has to be conscious of when you're when you're thrust into the forefront. But mostly, I would tell her that you know she's amazing. Keep on, keep on being who she is unapologetically and authentically, and that she has a whole community of people who are just so thrilled for her um, and who really want to, you know, just uplift her and, and and drown out any of the hate that she's receiving because there's so much love there. Good stuff, good stuff. You know, Brian, the, the, the audience for the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast has always been diverse in, in so many different ways, and even our guests, I mean, I had uh, Susan Tex Green on a few years back, and she was one of the first openly lesbian wrestlers wow. to, you know, not only beat out, but she also you know, won a championship and, and what have you, competed at, yep. at the highest levels and what have you there. Um, so I know a lot of folks are listening who may not personally have, have interacted with your group yet. Mm-hmm. Can you let folks know who are interested in learning more about your group, and, and plug the social media. I mean, give everybody the information, please, because I'm sure uh, there's a lot of folks listening right now who would love to check you guys out. No, for sure, and we, we always want people to check us out. So um, our Facebook group, if you're looking to talk to other people, come to some of our meetups, you know, just join our last our live chat. If you search um, LGBTQ+, pro wrestling community, or simply LPWC+, you should come to our group, and, and we'll usually let anyone in. Um, obviously, we monitor for hate comments and things like that, um, but we give everyone at least a fair shot to join. We're also really active on Twitter, which is simply LPWC+. The plus is spelled out, so it's not the symbol. It's spelled out. And then we have on Instagram, too, a little bit longer, just LGBTQ pro wrestling community. You join any of those, we interact with each other and, and you know, definitely encourage people to check us out. We we always welcome new people and want people to, to know that there's a community for them. Before we let you go, the main event of a major North American pro wrestling card, pay-per-view card, if you could include LGBTQ plus competitors to main event this card, oh. what would be your dream match? Oh, damn. That's a hard one. You know, I honestly would love to see, like, a Jake Atlas versus a Nyla Rose because I feel like they're two of the the pioneers at the forefront of their respective communities, you know, Jake being a gay man and Nyla being a trans woman. And I think it would be controversial in the sense that you have a woman versus a man, which is, is never seen. I don't know if that will fly in major promotions, but I, I would love to see that, especially because if you, if you see them both wrestle, they're just so, so, so talented. Um, and then I think for the community, there's no lose-lose, right? Like if any of them won, whoever had that moment, it would be just a, a beautiful moment to have both the, you know, someone who's a gay man and also a trans woman wrestling. So I think where I sit right now, I would love to see the two of them go at it. This this entire discussion has just been so fun, and, and we're going to keep this ball rolling here because I have someone who not only is a fan of pro wrestling, but they've been paying attention to AEW since the beginning, including going to some of the live events. So, 
you talk about perspective. I mean, somebody who's part of the LGBTQ plus community, a big wrestling fan, has been to the event, so has seen how we've gotten to the point of where they began to now you have somebody like Nyla Rose being the AEW Women's Champion. This is going to be fun. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, JB. What's going on, JB? Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for coming on. And, and listen, when you think about AEW and, and the fact that you know, you're know you somebody who had started going to the shows from the very beginning, when we fast forward to now where Nyla Rose is the AEW World Women's Champion, how does that make you feel, especially as, as such a big fan? Yeah, I mean... I think it's pretty big and powerful inside of our community to be able to watch someone as the first openly transgender wrestler to sign with a major American professional wrestling promotion like AEW, and really just to see AEW going after diversity uh, from the signing of Sonny Kiss and then Nyla Rose, uh, and I think there's a lot more to come, but um feels pretty good to see us being included inside the pro wrestling landscape, uh, and I know that we've been inside of there for decades, but... Uh, to be able to see ourselves represented on this type of platform is uh, pretty cool. You were at the the first pay-per-view even before AEW was a thing, right? What was that called again? Was that All or Nothing? What was that? So No, All In, Chicago, uh, kind of the Woodstock of pro wrestling. That's right. That's right. All In. All In in Chicago there. Talk to me about the atmosphere, and especially in the beginning and, and compared to now. Was it always this inclusive atmosphere as far as the fans are concerned? Because, you know, we, we see a lot of um, support. We see some detractors, but we see a lot of support for Nyla becoming the, the world women's champion there. But what about in the stands? What have you observed uh, as this this whole thing has come to fruition over the, the past year and a half or so? Yeah, it's, I mean, starting with All In, I can tell you it's just a wow atmosphere. Um, you could tell you were a part of something special, and that was even before AEW was uh, birthed uh, in January. But um, I can tell you just from the multiple shows that I've attended for AEW, the crowd is probably the most diverse crowd I've ever been in. Um, you can tell um, at a quick glance that, you know, there are members of all the LGBTQ plus community there. Um, and feels very open and welcomed, uh, which, you know, feels great as a member of that community to be able to come and, and enjoy and, and be your whole self uh, while you're at the show. When we think about pro wrestling, especially here in North America, I mean, obviously AEW and WWE, those are the, the two top companies right now. Are you surprised that WWE wasn't the first to crown a, a transgender uh, world champion? I'm not. Um you know, I feel like WWE has so many layers and being a publicly traded company. And, you know, I think that they're trying to balance uh, a lot of different point of views. Um, I think that there's absolutely people on the creative teams that are probably all for it. Do so I think it's been discussed? Absolutely. Um, I think we still have a lot of work to do in terms of representation of this community in the WWE. Uh, though we've had a bit over the past couple of years, uh, Finn Balor, you know, being a huge advocate, um, you know, and we have a few openly gay wrestlers now inside the WWE, but, um, there's a lot of, a lot of room for growth, uh, there and, and how you do it. And I, I think that they're being very careful in how they do it, uh, with public perception. Um, I think where the difference is with AEW is they are risk takers. Um, they are new. They are fresh. It's a different perspective. Uh, and you know what? They came out guns blazing and, you know, you got to give them props for that. And as a member of the community, we really appreciate it. Yeah. You could say that again. I mean, they've, especially as they've marketed the company, one of the things that they've pointed out is that they were going to be inclusive. And, you know, you were going to see women's wrestling presented in a way that traditionally you haven't seen it in pro wrestling. I mean, it's, it wasn't that long ago where women's wrestling was just treated as a fad. It was, it was a special right. attraction, but not necessarily an important part of the card beyond that. Um, so to have a company come in and say, hey, we're going to treat this just like we treat everything else. I mean, that, that's a pretty big deal. It's, it's a bold statement to make. When we think about the beginning and we think about where we are today, do you feel AEW has held up their end of the bargain in that regard? 
in terms of how they've marketed women's wrestling and what we are expected to see versus what we've seen? You know, I think we had really high expectations coming off some of the announcements from Brandy and the rest of uh, the VP team. Uh, women's wrestling was marketed to be special, uh, to be shown in a different way, uh, to have a lot of exposure. Uh, and I don't. I mean, I think that, you know, they dropped the ball a bit. They've got a lot of things, you know, to handle. And, you know, I know we were talking off, off the grid a little bit in 2020. There's not a lot of time for them to figure that out. Um, I feel like they let us down a bit. Uh, what I think is great about this team is that, you know, they listen. Uh, being at some of these live events when the cameras stop rolling, so we're done filming a dynamite, we're done filming a dark, uh, we usually get a little bit of time with Cody on the mic. And, you know, he is very open and honest with what they're working on. And, you know, if I'm a betting man, they're listening to, you know, all of the fans, if that's via social media channels or um, at live events. And, women's wrestling in AEW in the last 60 days has definitely taken a turn. Uh, and in my opinion, a turn for the better with more exposure. We're starting to understand who some of these characters and talent are. Uh, and, you know, love seeing that we're, we're finally treating Nyla Rose as the beast that she is uh, and, and getting to see what we may have all wanted to see from the get-go with her having that AEW Women's Championship. What's the best-case scenario at this point? I mean, now that Nyla is the champion, I mean, do you feel that her reign should, you know, have some, some legs on it? It should be for a while? Or with some of the other folks who are coming in, like Chris Statlander and, and Big Swole, uh, do you feel that the competition is becoming so strong that it would be all right if she were to drop the title and then go back on the hunt, go back on the chase? I don't. Um, you know, I think that Nyla Rose needs to be able to run with this title for a good while. Really prove that she is that beast, that she is the one to beat, that she runs the women's division uh, in All Elite Wrestling, uh, and bring on the competition, right? So, I mean, I was watching last night and seeing Swole and Statlander out there, you know, to somewhat challenge her and say, hey, we're here. Um, we want that championship just as bad as you do. I don't think that uh, anyone is going to take that away from her. She's fought to get to where she is. Uh, and, yeah, I hope to see her have legs on that run and um, just take out the competition left and right. And, you know, hopefully she runs through the roster and then we continue to see uh, new new faces uh, in AEW get a shot. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping to see Nyla hold it for a long time. So when she does lose it, um, it really, really means something. Very well-defined take on that, and I agree with you 100%. I feel like um, a strong champion will continue to bring prestige to your, your championship, and with that prestige, I mean, you know, the, the longer she goes with that title, the more interested I'm going to be in who could possibly be the person to defeat this champion, or maybe there is no one. You know, maybe this person is going to be the most dominant champion of all time. You never know. So that's that's pretty cool there. Listen, tell everybody, JB, because you got a lot going on. I mean, obviously you have your own social media. You're also part of a uh, fantastic, fantastic uh, pro wrestling fan group. Plug everything. Let everybody know how they can reach you, JB, to talk about wrestling, how they can find the group, the whole nine yards. Absolutely. So um, I am JB Griffin at JB Griffin 3. I'm on all social media platforms, so Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, I'm a part of a much larger community, the LGBTQ plus pro wrestling community, uh, LPWC plus for short. So a very inclusive group uh, here to, you know, push uh, not only a safe space uh, and non-judgmental, very positive, fun um group uh, of wrestling fans, but um, really for anybody, advocates, uh, allies, everyone, to be able to come join in the fun, discuss pro wrestling, uh, and have a little fun with it. Uh, and yeah, let me give you those uh, those social media. So we've got IG LGBTQ Pro Wrestling Community. We're also on Twitter, at uh, LPWC+. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well, uh, which is the same. And Snapchat, if you use that, LPWC+. Good stuff, good stuff. Listen, JB, before I let you go, let me ask you a question that has really taken over the discussion this week. And I know that you know you and members of the group have weighed in heavily on this. You have folks, 
you know, like Val Venus and, and some of these other guys, Disco Inferno, whatever, even Jim Cornette. In their opinion, Nyla Rose, as a trans woman, this should be part of her storyline. And this should be something that AEW is focusing on and utilizing while she's in a heel role because it's it's a topic of discussion in their opinion and this is something that everybody else wants to talk about. Why is AEW ignoring this and what have you? Cody Rose has recently come out with a statement just saying, you know, we're not going to feed into that sort of thing and if people are going to be speaking negatively, we, we won't even return fire or, or you know, hit the ball back to them, so to speak. What's your take? Do you, do you feel that Nyla being transgender should be something that's incorporated into the wrestling story? I mean, this is a real life, but into the wrestling storyline. And if so, how should that be presented? If not, why not? I mean, I think it is, A, a sensitive topic, but B, it's a very personal topic. So uh, I think it would really be up to Nyla Rose, her comfort level, and if she feels that that was something that she wants to do in AEW. Um, I don't think it's necessary. She is a person just like anybody else, uh, male, female, anyone who wants to jump in that ring. Um, she identifies as a woman and is a part of the women's division, Um I don't think it's necessary. I do see potential um, to be able to, you know, acknowledge what's happening. Uh, realism sometimes in real-life stories make the best pro wrestling. Um, however, I think that that is a, a total decision between uh, Nyla and um, the head of AEW. I mean, this has just been so great. Once again, folks, we're talking about uh, Nyla Rose and her historic championship victory all elite wrestling, she is now the world women's champion. And again, we're talking about a black native transgender woman doing something that no one has ever done before and winning a major championship in a North American wrestling company. It's just tremendous. We're going to switch gears here, though, because I have on the line Someone who is an indie wrestler in her own right, she's black and transgender as well. So if anyone can speak to their feelings on what this historic moment for Nyla means to them, it's somebody who is walking in a very similar path here. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, Lola Starr. How are you today, Lola? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fantastic. And, and listen, tell me right away here, what are your thoughts, especially as a as an indie wrestler in your own right, how does it feel to see Nyla Rose make this, this historic journey and reach the top of the mountain? Honestly, I'm still, like, in awe about it. Like, because it's so, like, you know, we have all these first evers just for women in general. And then, like, it's just so good to have that representation. It's, it's like, so surreal. Like, because, you know, years and years ago, like, seeing and hearing these types of things, it was, like, impossible. It's like you're crazy. You even think that that's even a possibility. And, like, now it's being done over and over again. And, like, now for this to happen, that's just it's crazy. <laughs> but it's you, a good kind. It's a good kind of crazy. <laughs> of course, of course. And when you start in the business, did you ever think that this would even be possible? I mean, it's one thing to wrestle. It's one thing to have a dream to get out there and compete and what have you. But to become a champion, though, especially of a major promotion, did this ever cross your mind that this would even be a possibility? Well, it's definitely always been something that I've wanted and wanted as far as, like, my own personal journey. But, like, I knew it would happen because the world is – is moving, like, in the right direction. Like, I mean, there's still so many issues and things that need to be addressed, but I feel like there have been some huge leaps for, like, everybody, and especially in the LGBT community as far as wrestling goes. Like, I mean, man, this is, like, the time, and, like, I didn't expect it to happen so fast, but I'm so, like, happy for her. <laughs> it came out of nowhere, I feel like, too, because I honestly thought she would have been the um, inaugural because of the momentum she had going on, she was killing it on the pay-per-views, and then uh, she won the Casino Battle Royal, 
So I definitely thought when she went, you know, when she locked horns with um, Riho, that she was definitely going to be the first. But yeah, this is really crazy. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> well, you're definitely saying a lot here, and, and, and tell me, I mean, especially from personal experience, what's been the most difficult part? about being a, a transgender woman who's also a pro wrestler. Have you had any experiences that that have been challenging based around that? I mean, honestly, I feel like overall I've been super embraced by, like, everyone. I think more than anything, it's just getting started. It's It's such an inner struggle because you have to go through these phases of, like, you know, like, for me personally, it was like, oh, okay, I thought I was gay. Oh, I thought that was it. And then it's almost like coming out of the closet, like, twice and having to, you know, be vulnerable yet again and open yourself up to your family, your friends, the world even, and uh, taking that first step in a ring, that first bump in a ring, and, you know, uh, just wanting to, like, of course, you want to be proud and strong and empowered to be yourself, but you also still, at least me personally, I like to still be treated, you know, just like any other woman, you know. And uh, so I think just overcoming all of that and, you know, really getting the ball rolling is uh, probably the hardest part for me, I would say. But it's it's so good to finally, you know, make your debut and find your uh, your role in all this madness. Talk to me about the, the community in, in terms of, your fan base as well. I mean, do you have a, a lot of LGBTQ plus fans who are following your journey and, and supporting you and what have you? Yeah, I honestly, um, I felt like even from jump before I even knew myself that I was trans, I felt like a lot of, I don't know, I feel weird calling people my fans, but a lot of people on online and in general just were like very supportive of me just supporting like the divas and women's wrestling and wanting that, you know. And uh when I came out with my story that I did with Chicago Max, that's when I feel like I really, really started to connect with everyone because they seemed like, you know, how like I was opening up, you know, I was like, Yeah, like I'm scared, but I'm gonna do this anyway because I love it so much and I'm just so happy in this, you know, in this place that I I found and um I think a lot of people could relate to that because I know growing up, I always wanted that, you know, that role model, that person to, like, look up to as far as, like, seeing myself in them. And most of the time, it was another woman. And now to see, you know, there's people like Sunny Kiss and Nyla Rose and, you know, even Sonya Deville, that's great because that was just so, like, unheard of. Or even if they were, you know, lesbian, gay, bi, it was you know, not talked about. No one knew until, like, years and years from, you know. So it's just, it's really good to, like, have all these different people and different walks of life to finally be able to connect with, and it's not just so cookie-cutter anymore. If you could give any advice to people who are listening right now, and especially if they're thinking about jumping into pro wrestling and their trends as well, what would be your advice for them? Do, do you have any any tips or any any words that, you know, they can take with them and, and hopefully use that as motivation? I mean, well, just kind of like what my mom always told me, you have to have a good foundation to start and do anything. So first and foremost, you need to love and accept yourself, whether you're gay, bi, straight, trans, whatever it is. You know, you need to love and accept that. Be yourself. And then that aside, I would definitely say go ahead and work out and hit the cardio, hit the weights as much as you can before you even step into practice because it's brutal. It's intense, but it's worth it. Um, and But you can do it. And even if wrestling's not necessarily it, maybe you'd be a kick-ass manager or, you know, rest. You know, okay, when I first started in training, I didn't even think rest did much, but the more you get in the business and the more you interact with them, you see, like, how much they really add to the match. There would be no moment without the rest there, you know? So um, there's so many different things you can do. Um, so, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Good call. Listen, I, I know that um, folks listening right now would, definitely be interested in following you and, and keeping up with your journey, especially as you tear it up on the indie scene down there in Florida. Let everybody know, what's what's the best way that they can 
reach out to you so they can follow you and, and check out what you have going on? Oh, you can follow me on everything at um, Star with two R's at the end. <laughs> Her name is Lola Star. But before I let you go, Lola, once again, if if, uh, if you could say anything to Nala Rose right now, because I'm sure she's going to be listening, um, what would you say to her about her historic win? Well, first of all, thank you for being that representation. Thank you for being the change. Thank you for being the moment. <laughs> um, and just, like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, I know a lot of people had some very, like, ignorant things to say, but, I mean, unfortunately, that's the world we live in where there's still some people who can't get with the times and understand that not only has it been 2019, we are now in 2020. <laughs> people are allowed to live their lives however they want to be. And um, I think as long as someone's doing a good thing like she's doing, then, you know, what what is it hurting? Fruitful discussion. Just really cool stuff there. And you know what this show is all about. I mean, here at Duke Loves Wrestling, I've always set out to have these deeper discussions through the lens of pro wrestling. You know, and in this case, we are talking about a segment of our wrestling community that, again, you're seeing somebody who represents you in particular. Hey, I could be that one day. Every every trans person out there who's also a wrestling fan can take a look at someone like Nyla Rose and realize that, yes, I could be a champion in pro wrestling for a major pro wrestling company. I mean, it's huge. Changes the game, you know? And when we talk about the fact that trans women of color have such a high suicide rate I mean, that's some scary stuff not to mention the abuse that they go through as well to see somebody like Nyla Rose doing something positive being a strong influence on TV week in and week out as well being presented in a serious manner who knows how many lives that's going to save I'm all for it I'm all for it I'd like to thank all of my guests this week just you know, again, really great discussion. Really appreciate it. And we're going to keep this ball rolling, for folks. I mean, that's what I'm here to do. You know, I've reached out to Nyla Rose and reached out to AEW, try to put some things together. Hopefully, she'll be allowed to be a guest on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast so you can hear from Nyla herself about all of this. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Until next week, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.